So we've been studying um, Philippians together, and we're going to continue in the second chapter. Can we just read a little bit of what Tom was reading last week? Because I can't walk past Jesus humbling himself. He's He's a cornerstone. He's the example to us all, isn't he? It's like you meet these amazing passages in the scriptures and you know that's what it's all about. I'm starting from verse 5. Thank you, Jesus, for your amazing example to us. Thank you that you have been speaking to us already this morning about how wonderful you are, how, what an example to us. The fact that you've gone ahead and you made it possible. Thank you for our salvation. So, Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe, as you hold out the word of life, in order that I may boast on the day of Christ, that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all, so that you too should be glad and rejoice with me. It's just lovely reading scripture, isn't it? don't have to do anything else. Whoa. 
heart. <laughs> the first bit that stuck out to me was fear and trembling. Working out our salvation with fear and trembling. I'd, every time God meets man on earth, when this, a story happens in the Bible that we hear a report of God touching man, man's response is fear and trembling. And usually there's an angel stood by going, fear not. <laughs> but here Paul is saying, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And it's like, I don't know about you, but when you first get saved, that first love with Jesus, that we are on, on it. We're excited we're switched on we're, we're why is all this about you know it's great it's it, Paul is, con, is asking them to continue in this same method in the same theme of working out with him he has given us salvation it is the most amazing thing God has saved us. First, we have to realize that we need saving. Uh, we, we, that is our first revelation. And it is a continual one, too, that, wow, we need this. This is so important, so needed. And he examines our hearts, doesn't he? And he wants us to examine our own hearts. We talked a bit about God searching our hearts this morning in worship. And it's, he knows what's in our hearts. But it's important that we know what, what's in our hearts as well. Um, and every now and again, you, you come across a little bit of yourself that you don't actually like. And um, it's so good that he has completely covered us with his grace and his mercy and his power to live this life. But it's so good when we work with him. So he's poured out his life into our lives. And I wanted to use this simple analogy, this simple picture. This is God's salvation, and he's poured it out into our hearts. I'm going to be dangerous and put it to the front. He's poured it in, and we've got to work it out. And sometimes there's nasty experiences happen in life, and then we get jolted a little bit like that. Sorry about the cleaners. We've had a, a bit of a spill this morning already, and we've been, we worked out how to do it. But when something nasty happens to us, what is inside comes out of us. And it's so great when it's God's salvation that comes out. Wow, peace. I just feel so calm. It's just so lovely when his peace is the bit that comes out. <laughs> it's not something that's been difficultly stewing there for a while and it just blurts out. Do you know that nasty experience? But it's also, we work it out by... Giving, pouring out ourselves. So I'm going to offer Joseph a drink of water this morning. 
we pass it on, don't we? Our salvation. He gives it us and pours it into our lives. And then we can pour it out for other people. And that is important that we're working this out. Continually working with him. He's the work. He's working to will and do of his good pleasure. And we're working with him. So my next illustration is do everything without grumbling and complaining. I'm going to have a drink of water too. It's very good salvation, this. Very good. This is my next illustration. I like taking Sunday school class, as you've probably noticed. But, but not in the modern way, <laughs> in the old-fashioned way. Do everything without complaining or arguing. I don't know if you've ever been part of a, a swear bottle or jar where you put money in if you do it wrong. It's very good motivation not to do it wrong. So this is a few of our pennies that we've had in our house. And I just felt it's our participation in working out. We make a commitment. As a family, you can agree that every person that complains in our family has to put some pennies in here. Have you heard of this before? No. But what it's, symboli- it's, what it's doing is, is we're all buying into this. We're agreeing together that that's a standard that we want to keep together and that we're not going to get up in the morning and think everything's terrible and life's awful and I'm just going to blurt out how I'm feeling this morning. But we do, we do want to be honest with ourselves as well. Anna likes us to be very honest about how we feel. But you know that needless niggle where you just grumble and grumble and grumble and oh, it's terrible, it's terrible, terrible. It creates an atmosphere. And I just felt at the beginning of the year, the Holy Spirit say to me, Joy, it isn't about miracles and raising the dead and healing the sick. We can cause his kingdom to come just by simple words that we say. When you live in an atmosphere of negativity, then the enemy can also feel very comfortable in those, that circumstance. He can feel very at home. And we can bring his kingdom by simply what we dwell on, what we think about, and what we say to one another. He, the Holy Spirit, comes and dwells with us. And he enjoys that beautiful attitude of our hearts. Jesus humbled himself and he made it possible for us to have this same experience of dying down to self and being raised with him in new life. He's actually 
made this transaction. He's given his part of the, of the job. And he's, he's calling us out to be like him and go through this experience of exchange with him, his life for our lives. And because he's, he's just so wonderful, he has made this way possible. What I want to do this morning is just thank him for his salvation and want to be a participant in it and want to work it out. And we can see the life of Jesus on each other. We can see that amazing life. So I got a picture of stars. I remember once the Lord giving me a, a picture of how our lives reflect back his life. We are stars that shine in the universe as we hold out the word of life. So the word of life is in us, and as we hold it out, we're declaring light. His, we're bearing witness to his amazing light. It's like Abraham was promised heirs. He was promised that his heirs would be as many as the sands on the seashore. But he was also promised that his heirs would be like the stars of the sky in the, in the universe. And I think that's who we are as we hold out the truth about him in our lives, that our, the, the, the word of life is held up by us. He's beautiful. The, the whole of this ch- um, book is a letter, is like an um, exhortation to rejoice and be glad. Paul is in an, a situation where it's not easy to rejoice. He's in chains and he's... Maybe there could be a feeling that things could be better. It could be easier to, to, to preach the gospel. But he was given this vision that perhaps it was actually good where he was. It was working out for the blessing of other Christians that they could have confidence and courage from him being here. And he just rejoices all through this letter. Such an amazing example to us. The amount of times the word rejoice is used, the amount of times joy is used and gladness. It's like a hymn. It's like a psalm of praise that comes through him. Yeah, he's, he's just feeling like he's being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service that comes from your faith. And I, I was thinking about this. There are experiences in life where you are stretched beyond your natural strength and ability Parenting is like that. <laughs> and you watch it with young children. The parents are up all night. They're tired. And I just felt 
Paul is facilitating their faith, their sacrifice of faith, but he's doing it with joy. But he knows that he's also being poured out. Do you know that feeling of being poured out? <laughs> we just come to the end where we've just given the last dregs of who we are into the situation where we're working. Or And a little illustration was when Tony was um, an accountant in his office. It was very fast, powerful working office. He was a, acted like a consultant all day long to other people's jobs. So I don't know if you've been in management at all, where you're, you've got a job of your own, but everybody needs a link into your skill all day long. They're going, what can, you, can I do about this? Should I do this or this? And you, you just love people that have initiative that say, oh, that's what he'll say, and I, they just go and do it. But a lot of the time during the, the day's work, there's this continual questioning and asking. And at the end of the day, when you've poured out all this experience, <laughs> you can actually get your own job done. And you have a few minutes when everybody else has gone home where you actually try and catch up with your, what you're doing. And there's this pouring out of your life but I think that was how I felt it when I read it this time round. That Paul is talking about giving of himself, where the energy is, you're at the point where you feel there's nothing left to give. But it's okay, because this is what I love to do. This is what I want to be doing right now. But it's, it's taking from me. It's I'm giving out of this. And he's able to rejoice in this, this situation. So when you're up all night, again, <laughs> Debs, <laughs> and you, you really love this job that you're doing, but you just feel this is the end of my strength. <laughs> just give me a little bit more to get through the night. Or We all know what that feels like. But he's rejoicing that he's able to facilitate their faith the sacrifice of their faith. And he's longing for us to rejoice with him. And I, I just felt, well, he's, Jesus is the amazing example. And Paul is able to teach us how to work this out together with each other. We can agree that our lives have a higher standard of positivity because he's worthy, he's worthy of our praise and our thanksgiving.